Hello, podcast listeners. It's Ophira here, and we know that you love public radio, so you should celebrate your love at Radio Love Fest. It's this June at BAM, and all your favorite public radio shows are going to be there. This American Life, Radio Lab, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and us. Ask me another. Come join us. We hit the stage on Friday, June 6th with special musical guests. Get this. They might be giants. Get your tickets right now. AMATickets.org. We'll see you there. You can hear Indiana by the light switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. From NPR and WNYC live from the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. And our very special guests are two musicians who have joined forces in a band called The Both. I'm talking about Amy Mann and Ted Leo. Now, please welcome a man who is no stranger to brews and brats, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello, everybody. It's true, I love your beer and sausage. It's very true. <laughs> and our first game is called Play Ball, because nothing says it's springtime like baseball. And we're here in one of America's great baseball cities, the home of the Milwaukee Brewers, which I got to say is one of the better team names, I think. If I, just, I would want to be part of that even if I don't play baseball. But here to play ball with us, we have Frank DeGeer and Andrew DeGeer. Hello, Ophira. You are brothers. Yes, ma'am. So we've been told. You've been told, (laughs) as far as you know. Are you from a big family? Only nine of us. Nine? Oh, I'm, I'm the youngest of six, but you guys beat me. Well, so between the two of us, we're related to like a quarter of the audience. (laughs) (laughs) That's frightening. (laughs) One person is happy about that. And your father worked for the Paps Brewery. You guys are like my Milwaukee stereotypes. Thank you so much. That is awesome. So, Frank, Andrew, every answer in this game will involve the name of a major league baseball team, but the questions will have nothing to do with baseball. A little confusing, but let's go for an example and welcome our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Hey, Afira. So, Andrew, Frank, if we said... What was the name of the rovable dog on the animated series The Jetsons? You would say Astro, as in the Houston Astros. Simple. Simple. Right, so every answer will include the singular form of a pro baseball team. Ring in when you know the answer, and the winner of the game will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. You're both ready to go? As I ever will be. I will crush you. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. What common mattress size typically measures 39 inches wide by 75 inches long? Andrew. The twins. Exactly. The Minnesota twins. Twin bed. Someone who is just starting a career in newspapers is called what kind of reporter? Frank. Cub. A cub, yes. Chicago Cubs, of course. America's greatest baseball team. Joking, I'm joking. Terrible team. Way Terrible to team. win the crouch. 
We're in Chicago, right? Are we not in Chicago? Pabst Theater. Got it. What 2013 Johnny Depp movie was a surprising flop for Disney, losing an estimated $190 million? Andrew. Lone Ranger. Yes. In Hemingway's The Old Man in the Sea, what kind of fish does the man struggle to catch and bring to shore? Frank. Marlin. The Marlin. That is correct. Miami Marlins, America's greatest baseball team. Now, you guys just fish bump. <laughs> I said a fish bump after the Marlins. Did they did a fish bump, a fist bump. And was, are you playing together? Is this, is this a competition? What's going on here? We're going for extra innings. <laughs> Child actor Jack Wilde was nominated for an Oscar for playing this creative pickpocket in the film version of Oliver. Aha, we hit a pocket of lack of knowledge. They're looking at each other. They're shaking their heads. No, I want to take a guess. Andrew? Mr. Red Sock. <laughs> That's right. The famous pickpocket, Mr. Red Sock. Oh, Mr. Red Sock. Never saw him coming. <laughs> uh, that is incorrect. Would you like to take a guess, Frank? Maybe you can steal. Yeah, yeah Frank. Dodger. The Dodgers? I think we need a little more. We need the, the, whole, the whole name of the character, not the just... The, the Artful Dodger? Yes! Yes! What Sarah McLaughlin song plays under footage of sad dogs and cats? In, I don't know why you're laughing. In ads for the ASPCA. And probably makes you cry unless you're a bunch of animal-hating monsters. <laughs> like this crowd here. Andrew. Angel. Angel is right. And they're laughing because everyone knows the second that commercial comes on, they go, not today! And they <laughs> turn off their television. This is your last question. Also known as the majestic plural, it's the grammatical term that describes the way the queen speaks only for herself, but seems to speak for others. Andrew. Royal. Yes. The, uh, the, the royal we? The royal we, that's right. Art, what happened in that game? Well, it was a close game, but in this battle of brothers, Andrew was our winner. All right. Andrew, congratulations. You'll be moving on. Thank you so much, Frank. Welcome our VIPs, ladies and gentlemen, Amy Mann and Ted Leo. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Now, you guys do a ton of touring. You've been to Milwaukee probably many times. One time. One well, time? One time together. One time together. One time, one time together. together and separately. Many times. Possibly many time. one other time. <laughs> one other time. I've been here many times. Now, you both come from fairly different musical backgrounds. Amy, we know you as a melodic singer-songwriter. Ted, we know you from Ted Lee and the Pharmacist and punk rock bands. How did this collaboration come about? I had a record out about a year and a half ago called Charmer, and I was doing a lot of touring, and, and uh, 
I think a promoter or booking agent or something suggested Ted to, to open, which I, I, I would have thought that maybe you wouldn't be interested because it, maybe it was a little too soft and melodic for you or whatnot. But, uh, but we, you know, we had met several times and I, and I knew he was a great guy and a lot of fun to be around. And I thought, this is a great person to have on tour. I think it's a great match. Uh, so I kind of jumped at that idea. Uh, I jumped as well. I mean, we, we, we did already know each other, but we hadn't ever toured before. And I think that um, what people think are the differences of our backgrounds are a little overstated. You know, I mean, Amy does play rock songs. Totally. And I do make use of melody every now and then. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, you know, we, we were on tour and it was actually here after playing at the Paps Theater that we, we had a, we just had a really fun day in town. Um, being uh, wildly startled by the oddness of the Arthur Fonzarelli statue. Um, uh, yeah. And, you know. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's not the greatest likeness. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys are, guys are proud of it. As, as you should be. As you should be, on some level. Now, we were just talking that I was like, oh, different backgrounds. You're like, actually, there's a lot of similarities. But how have your different strengths pushed each other's songwriting? You know, sometimes I'll write a song that I think, like, this is a real hard rockin' song, and then my voice gets on it, and once again, it's a lilting folk song. So I really like that, uh, that Ted brings a lot, a lot of energy and um, verve. That's not a rock word, but vim. How about that? No, that's not... Vigor. That's, these are very NPR words. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. Zeal. He brings an enormous <laughs> amount of zeal. Yes. Yes, I'm very eager. I get up every day. <laughs> Amy's reputation as a as a, a singer songwriter for the ages is not undeserved, and um, I very much find that. I mean, it's really just helped me. Just because I want to rise to a certain level has really helped me sing better, think about the words that I'm using better, and it's been a fun process of growing. You know, with that. That's beautiful. You both <laughs> said beautiful things to each other. That was like your new band vows. <laughs> so I think the people in the audience here uh, in Milwaukee would probably uh, throw cheese at our heads if I didn't make you sing the song Milwaukee. So what do you think, guys? I think we can do it. Over the bridge in Milwaukee Past the statue of bombs in the dirt With the wind kicking in And the sparrows are running amok And that woman your friend who was pregnant Put your hand on her belly full of And I laughed cause it's you And I knew that you knew you were stuck You can tell in the dark at the sound of the bell You can tell It's a nucleus burning inside of the cell It's a nucleus burning inside of the cell We got over that bridge and we're walking 
walking back to a table with cards to be dealt And a show with a whole front row taking pictures of itself And the man you're a friend turned the night on its end Like your time was a bottomless well But you grabbed me and said, come on back from the ledge for a spell You can tell By a laugh in the dark at the sound of the bell You can tell It's a nucleus burning inside of the cell It's a nucleus burning inside of the cell We'll play a game inspired by the Happy Days episode where Fonz lost his cool. And we'll quiz our VIPs, Amy Mann and Ted Leo, about how well you get to know each other when you share a tour bus. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Puzzlers, are you looking for a great gift for Mother's Day or Father's Day or Flag Day or Tuesday? Well, we have the perfect gift for you. How about a brand new anagrammed Ask Me Another t-shirt? Show the world how much you love NPR's geekiest hour of radio. So go ahead, wear the nerd uniform with pride. Get yours at shop.npr.org. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. We're here at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton. Hello. Let's say hello to our next two contestants, Sean Horkheimer and Brad Williams. So we have two guys here who kind of both have superpowers, I would say. Now, Sean, your superpower, I'm told, one of many, is that you can quote full Simpson episodes. Oh, absolutely. I'm the biggest fan of The Simpsons in the Midwest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we have a, a sample? Can you give sure, us a little sure. uh, short one? Uh, I don't know if you all remember this episode. It involves Krusty. Hey, hey, I'm Krusty the Clown. That's <laughs> <laughs> It was like I was in episode 203. It was crazy. Doe. That was amazing. <laughs> that was Homer. Now, Brad has had his memory studied by colleges. I'm saying this right. Hyperthymesia. The initials to that are H-S-A-M or H-SAM. Tell us what this is. This is uh, the longer version of H-SAM is highly superior autobiographical memory. Okay, now you're just bragging. Seriously. The ability or uh, to recall perhaps more details about a certain date or more dates of the year than the average person might. 
Okay, so if I gave you a date, could you tell me something that happened on that date? Possibly. Like, just any date, I feel like? Well, yeah, that's, uh, people come up to me all the time. It's like, what happened okay. on that? Yeah, so. Right, like a party trick. Okay, here that's we go. Right. How about... That's uh, what I do. Uh, January 23rd, 2012. Well, let's see. Uh, Maybe there was a Simpsons episode that <laughs> There might have been a Simpsons episode. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, no, actually, it would have been a Monday, so it would have been a rerun of the Simpsons episode. Okay, oh. you know what? That's very good. I <laughs> yes. applaud you I for do, that. And it I was do get a Monday. the day of the week. Okay. This game is called Shark Jumping, and it's about the classic sitcom Happy Days, which was set, yes, in 1950s Milwaukee, hey. introducing this nation to many things like the Fonz, Laverne and Shirley, and the phrase jumping the shark because of the famous episode in which Fonz actually water skis over a shark. And back in the late 80s, that phrase came to mean the point where a television show starts to go downhill. Yeah, yes. So in this game, we're going to describe various ways certain other television shows have Jump the Shark. And you have to tell us which shows we're talking about. For an example, let's go to our puzzle guru, Archung. So if we asked, what sitcom ruined its perfect ratio of three boys to three lovely girls when it introduced the devilish cousin Oliver, you'd say The Brady Bunch. Um, okay, so let's just say that not everyone agrees on when these shows jump the shark, if they did at all even, but these are the commonly cited moments. Okay, let's play. Ratings for this WB college drama dropped like Carrie Russell's golden tresses. Sean. Felicity? Yes. <laughs> Black smoke can mean one of two things. Either the papal conclave hasn't elected the next pope yet, or if you're Mr. Echo, you're about to be killed by a weird smoke monster in this mysterious island drama. John. Lost. Lost is correct. Were you a fan? I was. Until the last episode. And then? <laughs> and then I was not a fan anymore. <laughs> you... You rethought everything that you just went through. I wanted my life back. <laughs> my entire life. This animated family sitcom jumped the shark in its final season when it introduced the great Gazoo, a tiny green alien who was kicked off of his planet for creating a doomsday weapon of mass destruction. Hilarious. Sean. The Flintstones. Yes. Patrick Dempsey was fine and enchanted, but Dr. McDreamy made a smart move by not singing in the musical episode of what medical drama? Brad. That would be Grey's Anatomy. That would be correct. <laughs> Winning the lottery would be awesome if you were a blue-collar family struggling to get by, but less so if you were a sitcom about a blue-collar family struggling to get by. I guess nobody wanted to see The Real Housewives of Lanford, Illinois. Sean. Roseanne. Roseanne, exactly. How do you top water skiing over a shark? If you're Mary Louise Parker, you burn down your home and ride off into the sunset on a Segway. Talk about a dope getaway. Sean. Weeds. Weeds, yes. They used a segue as a segue between seasons three and four. Oh, hey. Yeah, look at that. that. Yeah, oh, hey. I like That's that, Sean. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last question. Just like Cousin Oliver, the arrival of Denise's scene-chewing stepdaughter, Olivia, 
signaled the beginning of the end for this family sitcom, but she's too cute to resist. That's so raven. Sean. Uh, the Cosby Show. Chuck Cosby Show is correct. Puzzle guru Archung, how did our contestants do? Sean has clearly watched too much TV because he is our winner. Congratulations, Sean. You'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Let's say hello to our next two contestants, Krista Jarzinski and Dan Roller. Welcome. Hello. So you both have uh, some musical backgrounds, uh, and we all have those earworm songs that get stuck in our head. What's your most recent one, Dan? Oddly enough, I had a Jonathan Colton song stuck in my head oh, for a yeah. while. That's weird. I'm a big fan of Big Bad World 1, so that's always in my head. Oh, thanks. Also, um, Call Me Maybe is usually the song I sing to myself <laughs> in the morning. Something about an overweight guy in the shower singing Call Me Maybe just doesn't look well, even to me. <laughs> Krista, how about you? I've been really liking Janelle Monae's Dance Apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. Very good. Okay, well, our next round is called My, My, My Clues. Hmm, what could that be about, Jonathan? I defer to your musical abilities. Yes, we have rewritten the lyrics to that 1979 earworm of a hit song by The Knack, My Sharona, which, like 90, 98% of rock and roll songs, was written to impress a girl whose name presumably was Sharona. But in this game, the questions will be about things and names that rhyme or kind of rhyme with Sharona. So, here's an example. Oh, the city's large, city's large. Number two in Spain in 1992. It was host, the Olympic Games. It's ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Puzzle guru Archung, what is the answer? <laughs> that would be my, 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 my Barcelona. And if you would like credit for your correct answer, you will have to sing, all right? Okay. Challenge accepted. It's a skinny beer, pale and clear. Comes from Mexico, always has a crown. Put a lie in the bottle here. Co, 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 woo! Krista. m m m my Corona. Yeah! Confidence in that voice. I yeah. heard confidence. Yeah. I heard melody. That Janelle Monet is paying off, Krista. Okay, here we go. Ooh, a Broadway hit, Broadway hit. Songs that really pop. There's one you should know about a Surrey with the fringe on top. It's so, oh, 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 woo! Krista. M -m -m my Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Dish, dry pork dish, but no time to fool. Be like Italian folks, use their slang. Call it cabo cool. It's cap, 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 cap. Woo! Damn. Ma, 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 yeah. I love gabagool. That gabagool. Is one of the, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a chatty ghost. <laughs> Hurt. 
you get hurt. Spots of blacks and blues, blood vessels break and pool under skin, and you get a bruise. It's he, 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 woo! Dan. Ma hematona. Yeah. Dan, you are going to be the lead in WebMD the Musical. That was amazing. <laughs> Death, disease, <laughs> and dancing. Okay, here we go. Who she was the wife, was the wife of a Shakespeare guy. But his friend Iago made him think she would cheat and lie. She's des, 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 woo! Mama, ma my viola. No, I'm sorry, Krista. That's incorrect. Dan, do you want to take a g- 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 guess? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> Not really. No thanks, says Dan. All right, anybody out there know the answer? Desdemona. Desdemona. Ooh, they make iced tea, make iced tea in those tall boy cans found it in New York. I'm surprised it's not a Southwest brand. It's air, 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 air. Woo! My Arizona. Yeah. Did you know that was of New York drink that they just call Arizona iced tea? I did not. It's a dirty trick. It's a dirty marketing trick. <laughs> All right. This is your last question. Legend says, legend says, down in Mexico that no one bought this car. Cause its name translates to doesn't go. Chef, 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 woo! Krista. m m m Chevy Nova. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Art, how'd they do in that game? They did amazing. The winner of that game was Krista. Congratulations, Krista. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Let's welcome back our very important puzzlers, Amy Mann and Ted Leo. Now, from what I've just experienced talking to you guys and what I've also watched uh, some of the clips of you guys working together on stage, you have great chemistry. You have fun banter with each other. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, I feel like you've known each other for a very long time, and I know you talked about touring together, but when did you first, first meet? We, I think we first actually met um, on a radio show on a uh, station called WFMU in Jersey City. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Amy being in LA and me being in New York, we would see each other infrequently, but get lunch every now and then or whatever. Um, Being on tour really helps kind of accelerate your knowledge of a person. Riding in the same bus, and also you know there is like the punch drunk uh, aspect of right too many hours. Yeah, a lot of lot of dumb in jokes that nobody else wants to hear. Right. Okay, so we have a little Ask Me Another challenge planned for you guys. Are you up for it? Terrified. Perfect. (laughs) So we've established that you guys get along uh, famously, and that when you become songwriting partners and travel with someone, like you said, you get to know them pretty quickly, and maybe even learn things about each other that you never wanted to know. Who knows? (laughs) So we thought we'd pitch you guys against each other in a game we're calling the Newly Formed Band Game. 
So before the show, we asked you each a few random questions, and your job is to guess how the other person answered. Uh, this, can't, this can't be good. <laughs> so, Ted, we're going to start with you, and you have okay. to tell us how Amy responded. Here's your first question. Who did Amy say had better hair, you or Amy? Amy, I'm going to say Amy said Amy has better hair. Amy, what did you say? Look, anyone who spends as much time with a curling iron as I do really ought to have the better hair. Right. So I, I said it was me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, did, I tend to... I've been cutting my own hair with an electric razor since, like, 1983. So what you're seeing right now, it, when it actually has to do something on my head, is, is rare. And even this is just like, eh. So, <laughs> you are yeah. so lucky. <laughs> Ted, we asked Amy, if your house was on fire, what is the one thing you would run in to save, not including pets or people? My guitar. No, oh, no, no. Not what you would save. What would she save? What would she save? Yes. My guitar. No. Uh, no. Without it, we would not have a band. No, uh, what would you save, not including pets or people? Yeah. Your paintings. Oh. <laughs> Amy's an accomplished painter. A lot could, of people don't know that. Good answer. I don't agree, agree with that. <laughs> I, I said something just completely stupid because I don't know why. Uh, my pair of leather shorts that I wear on stage. Because I was like, well, my house is burnt up, I'm going to be on tour, and I'm really going to need those leather shorts uh, to, play the, to play that gig. I'm not saying they don't look good, <laughs> but that's a priority that I think you might want to you know, reconsider. You're probably right. Ted, if Amy were a type of salad dressing, what kind of salad dressing would she be? A balsamic vinaigrette? A blue cheese or a green goddess? What kind of salad dressing? First of all, dressing? thank you for making this multiple choice. No so problem. I have to come up with something. Um, <clears throat> yeah, go. Any dressing. Hmm. You know, my brain is telling me to say green goddess, but my, uh, my taste buds are saying uh, balsamic vinaigrette. Interesting. Look, green goddess, it's aspirational. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I was, I gotta, ha- I was yeah. half right. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a little, what is wrong with you, Ted, in that answer, by the way. Obviously, Green Goddess. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm chastened duly. And finally, Ted, we asked Amy, what is the most unattractive piece of clothing that you, Ted, wear on stage? <gasps> wow. <laughs> what do you think she I answered? Forget about, I forgot about this one. <laughs> is this something that I'm currently wearing on stage? <laughs> no. Um, In fact, I'm not entirely sure you have worn it, but I know it's in, it's in the current on-deck touring wardrobe. But I can't remember if, I, if it's actually been on stage or just backstage. Uh, would this be um, my kind of like silken kung fu uh, narrow-collared uh, shirt jacket kind of thing? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that sounds uh, terrible. <laughs> no, that one's pretty, pretty bad, too. I know. I know what the answer is, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Ted, what um, do you have? Okay, can I, can I get another guess? Can I, yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? Would this be a hat that I used to wear on stage a lot? Oh, boy. No, no. Totally forgot about that one, too. <laughs> no. Turns out. 
I think that's oh. it. Oh! <laughs> it has to be my leopard print cardigan. I call it giraffe print, but yes. <laughs> wow. I think it's, yeah. My animal print cardigan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm still oh, just, on the just fence. Just for that. I'm still it, on the it's fence. Coming yeah. It's coming it's out. It's either great or, or really not great. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. It's clearly a giraffe print, by the way, but when you bought it, you were like, cool, leopard print. <laughs> what is giraffe? <laughs> All right, Ted, good round. Thanks. Got a few right. Look at you. But coming up after the break, we're going to turn the tables and put Amy in the puzzle hot seat. So stay tuned. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. Want to liven up your Monday night? Well, then join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on May 12th at the Bell House. We'll see how well TV critic for The New Yorker, Emily Nussbaum, knows her cult television. Info at amatickets.org. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and we are here with our very important puzzlers, Amy Mann and Ted Leo. So we're in round two of what we're calling the newly formed band game. And before the break, Ted peered into Amy's soul and got some questions right was great. And now they're going to switch places. Amy, you're going to have to guess how Ted responded. And Jonathan Colton is going to be giving you the clues. Let's do this thing. Are you ready? Okay. Amy, we asked Ted, who spends more time checking their smartphone? What did he say? Ted is kind of a smartphone wizard. I've never seen anybody text as fast or tweet as fast or have such a ready hand with the emojis. So I, I, feel like, I feel like square goes to Ted. Well, that's Ted. Is that what you said or no? You did. Uh, no, I did not. Yeah. I, <laughs> How dare you? I think if I can say it's perhaps the speed differential that made me answer that you actually spend more time on your, <laughs> on your smartphone. Oh, I get it. Oh, you're just saying, if I can just mediate this dispute, please. Ted, it sounds like you're saying that you are a more efficient smartphone user, even though you might accomplish more on the smartphone. She's so slow at using the smartphone. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a slow... I'm saying nothing of the above. What you're hearing is, you know, (laughs) you, you hear what you need to hear. To be fair, though, if you are texting like cupcake, heart, horse with these emojis, it is fast. Well, I put a lot more thought into it than just random, you know, each emoji takes a... His emoji selection is pretty, yeah, it's pretty thoughtful. You're no emoji slouch either. I mean, let's not, you know. We have a lot of conversations about what emojis are lacking from the the emoji array. There are a number that are lacking. There's no garbage can. There's no garbage can. There's no iron and there's no hose, which, believe me, for some reason, we Comes up a lot. Comes up a lot. Why why is there not a hose spraying something? All right. We asked Ted, which of these breakfast cereals best describes your relationship with Amy? (laughs) Fiber One, 
Fruit Loops or Kashi Heart to Heart? I got to go with the, the heart to heart. It's, it sounds, oh, you're wincing. Not heart to heart? Come on. Heart to heart we're, is a great choice. It fits very we're, well. We're, we're, we're bosom buddies. That's it's very true. heart to hearty. You're a, a vegan. It's, there's it was, grains. and There's true. healthy grains in it's that. It's all true. It was oh a tough God. choice. One of the things we didn't discuss is, you know, staking out that bathroom time. And I, I went with fiber one. Oh, my God. Oh my God! I'm, it's, I'm sorry. That just, you know. is the dumbest answer anyone could give to any question. <laughs> Staking out bathroom time. What kind of impression are you giving these people about what goes on at, um, on the tour? I'm warning them of what they're getting into. Oh my Lord. It's, it's When they start like bands, a, they need to know these. It things. sounds like a really fun tour. I really. <laughs> All right, Amy, what did Ted say was his go-to karaoke song? Oh, you actually, uh, you actually sing karaoke. What? It's okay, not Rush, because that would be too complicated. Um, possibly, possibly a Queen song? Uh, or, wait a minute, Winner Takes It All? No. Uh, no, 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 but Ab- now you've given me Abba? some ideas That's for some nice new ones. One. It's um, going to be ABBA from here on out. Oh, oh my God, it's that Torn. You got it. Oh my God. I can't believe Natalie I remember Imbruglia, that. Yes. Natalie Imbruglia, Torn, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, last one. We asked Ted to complete this sentence. I would kill for a blank right now. Fiber one is not a possible answer. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's, that's where I'm going. Um, uh, Jameson's. Yeah, yes, that's correct. What? Whis- whiskey. I said whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey, yeah. 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 Actually, technically here on this piece of paper, it says, accept any hard alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe is something that Ted does as well. Yeah. Well, Art, that is the end of the questioning. <laughs> Can you unravel for us uh, who is well, victorious? If, there, if indeed there are any winners. I think we're game. all winners in this game. Sure, sure. Uh, I think Amy came on strong, and I think they tied. They tied. They tied. They tied. All right, I guess that means you're both going to get a prize. You're both going to get our Ask Me Another Anagram T-shirt. It is the perfect top to go with a giraffe print cardigan or leather shorts. It is beautiful. Thank you guys so much. That is also on sale at npr.org. Let's hear it for our VIPs, Amy Mann and Ted Leo. Shadow in the wings, and you let it do you things. Yeah, you planted it in the ground, but you don't make a sound. No, sir. No, sir. Fell. 
Ted Leo, everybody. For our last game before the final round, let's bring out Julie Bamberger Rubik and Leonie Dolch. Lovely to meet you both. Julie, you teach violin and viola at the Wisconsin Conservatory of Music. Yes, I do. That is fantastic. (laughs) And I'm told you are secretly trying to get your students to switch. From violin to viola. It's not a secret. <laughs> you just go, come on, you got to do this. It's better? Yes. Why? Um, the viola just speaks to me. It has a mellowness and a richness, and I just love being in the center of the harmony. And not enough people really understand the true value of the viola, and there's a lot of fun to be had. Now, Leone, you host a radio show in Madison, Her I Incident do. Variety, and you are an urban chicken farmer. Yeah. Yes. It's true. What are the names of your chickens? Well, we started with Reba, Dolly, Loretta, and June. Uh, we lost Loretta to a drought, and we just lost June to a hawk just a couple months ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was sad. 
So we've got Dolly and and Dolly and Reba and are Reba. left. Yes. Now these are pets. I wouldn't take them to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> so pets that you mildly care about. Um, well, this game is called Hidden Vegetables because we can't only eat frozen custard and cheese curds all day, can we, Jonathan? No, we can't, and we shouldn't. And. This audience is so earnest like, and sensitive. They're very sensitive. <laughs> You're offending the scani. <laughs> the scani. We just said that you can't eat it all day. We didn't say that you should never eat it. That doesn't work either. Still angry. They're still mad. <laughs> no, I think someone went, ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Oh, okay. And then the rest of them were like, oh, are we booing? Are we booing now? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> the thing is, do you think a body like this happens by accident? It doesn't. <laughs> It's because I eat healthy, and I try to get my kids to eat healthy. Yeah. But, of course, vegetables are terrible, and everyone knows it. <laughs> so sometimes you have to hide the vegetables inside something else. And that is what we are doing in this game. We have hidden vegetables in each answer. Puzzle guru Art Chung, how about an example? If we said this director of Platoon and JFK loves conspiracy theories and little green and black discs on his pizza, the answer would be Oliver Stone, with the hidden vegetable being an olive. And yes, technically an olive is a fruit, but we're talking about vegetables in the culinary sense here. Uh, Whoa, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Don't tell me what's a vegetable and what's a fruit. <laughs> so each clue will have some sort of hint as to the vegetable, in quotes, but all we're looking for, all we're looking for as an answer is the full name or phrase. So you don't really need to say the vegetable, there's just a hint about the vegetable in there for you, okay? Here we go. This German composer of nine symphonies and the Moonlight Sonata loves putting edible red roots in his salad. Julie. Beethoven. Beethoven. Or Beethoven. <laughs> As I like to say, that's yeah. correct. Well done. What is the policy of making concessions to an enemy in order to avoid a threatened conflict, even if the concessions involve spherical green Legumes. Peas talks. <laughs> oh, he always says peas talks. Oh, that's not what we're looking for. Come on, give peas a chance, Art. <laughs> All right, we'll give it to him. All right, yeah, sure. We were looking for appeasement. But Peas Talk sounds way more fun and a possible new public radio show. <laughs> Peas talk. talk. How do you say I am American in Spanish? It also sounds like an order at Starbucks. Julie. Yo, yo soy americano. Soy americano is what we were going for, exactly which also sounds to me like a lactose-intolerant enclave that lives out of the grid <laughs> under venti cups. <laughs> what university, whose main campus overlooks the Pacific Ocean in Malibu, California, is the spicy home to the Smothers Theater and was the filming location for the 1970 show Battle of the Network Stars? Leone. Pepperdine? That's right, Pepperdine University. Despite being an advocate for spinach, 
Popeye snuck a starch and some existentialism into one of his catchphrases, which was also the title of a 1933 short. Julie. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. Exactly, yes. All right, this is your last question. Who stars as Penny on The Big Bang Theory and should probably not be referred to as Cow Cabbage? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, they are both tortured. <laughs> it's a very trendy vegetable. We always mention this vegetable. Well, it's NPR vegetable. That's right. <laughs> yes, Julie? I'm not sure of her, the actress's name, but she played Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> I like that when you just get a, give another piece of trivia. <laughs> Leone, any guesses? Clover. <laughs> okay, Clover, stop, Clover? stop, stop, stop. <laughs> who, who is it, everybody? Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco. Art, how'd they do? <laughs> well, that was a tough game, but Julie was our winner. Congratulations, Julie. You are going to be in our final round coming up right now. When I'm walking, I step and step her, and I'm so strung out. I'm high as a kite, I just might stop to check you out. Let me go on, like a blister in the sun. Let me go on. Big hands and now you're the one Body and beats, I stain my sheets I don't even know why My girlfriend, she's at the end She is starting to cry Let me go on Like a blister in the sun Let me go on Big hands and now you're the one Jonathan Colton. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from play ball, Andrew DeGear. From shark jumping, Sean Horkheimer. From my, my, my clues, Krista Jarzinski. And from hidden vegetables, Julie Bramberger Rubik. Our puzzle guru, Archung, will take us out. Thank you, Ophira. This final round is called House of Games. In this round, every correct answer will have the word house somewhere in the answer. For example, if I said, it's a secret hiding place for spies, or the name of a popular spy-themed restaurant right here in Milwaukee, you would say Safe House. So we're playing the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer, and the last person standing will be our Ask Me One More final winner. Remember, every answer will contain the word house. Here we go. Andrew, it's a poker hand with three cards of one value and two cards of another value. Full house. That's correct. Sean, this company insists that you don't have to buy any magazines to win its sweepstakes or to receive an oversized check from the prize patrol. Publisher's Clearinghouse? Yep, that's right. Krista, this 1978 John Belushi film depicted the adventures of the Delta Tau Chi fraternity at Faber College. Animal House. That's right. 
Julie, after serving five months in prison in 2005, Martha Stewart spent another five months under this type of confinement. House arrest. That's right. Back to Andrew. A mostly southern restaurant chain offering hash browns smothered, covered, chunked, capped, or topped, among other options. My favorite place on vacation, the Waffle House. <laughs> That's right. Sean, it's a type of creature in the Harry Potter universe personified by Dobby. A house elf? That is right, a house elf. Krista, an Ibsen play focusing on Torvald and Nora Helmer and their three children. Three seconds. I don't know. I'm sorry, you'll have to step aside. Julie, do you know the answer? Is it a doll's house? That is correct. Thank you, Krista. Krista's out. We are back to Andrew. The Kurt Vonnegut book subtitled The Children's Crusade, A Duty Dance with Death. Three seconds. I'm sorry, you're out of time. Sean, do you know the answer? Slaughterhouse-Five. That is correct. Andrew is out. We are down to two players, Julie and Sean. Julie, it's the Madness song which begins with the lyric, Father, where is your Sunday best? I don't know. Do not know. Sean, if you know this, you will be our winner. Our house? That's correct. Congratulations, Sean. You're our Ask Me Another big winner. Thank you. And in celebration of your achievement, our VIPs Amy Mann and Ted Leo have agreed to send you a personalized copy of the song Milwaukee, rewritten to include personal details from your life. All right, that's pretty cool. That's our show. Thanks for a great time, Milwaukee. If you're listening at home, you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And to be a contestant on our show, just send an email to askmeanother at npr.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now, Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by James Ramsey, Noah Tarno, Mary Tobler, and J. Keith Van Stratton. Ask Me Another's produced by Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Josh Rogeson. Rhino's Jog So. John Asante. Hat No Jeans. Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. And our intern, Annabelle Bacon. And Abba Clone. Along with Portia Robertson, my guests. Bargain Tortoises Romp. And Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Bill Moss. Slim Slob. We'd like to thank the Paps Theater. Pets That Bear. W-U-W-M. M-U-W-W. <laughs> and our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Sarah Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, our VIP musician Andrew W.K. loves to party hard and rock out to Jesus Christ Superstar. Why should you want to know why are you obsessed with fighting? Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on the next Ask Me Another. Game on. Save tomorrow.